If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcast, The Weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Strikers, this season, how are we giving to others? Let's find out next on The Mighty Anvil. me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I'm hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, Strikers. Hey, this is a little mini-sode for you guys, uh, just kind of giving you an update for Embrace and where we are with the Embrace the Challenge. Uh, if it sounds a little different for you guys today, uh, we've got, it's really just a phone call. So as Denise was saying earlier, we're uh, embracing the uh, challenge of uh, new technology. So look at us stepping mm-hmm. into uh, 2022 a little early. Right on. So, uh, Strikers, I wanted to thank every one of y'all for uh, helping us embrace the challenge. We are at $1,981, and uh, we're going to give that uh, to Embrace here so that that can be matched, but the uh, Embrace the Challenge will continue to go on after this episode as well, just so that we can continue to give a little bit. So that leaves us with 1,000 push-ups and 981 sit-ups, and Alan and I will get back to you guys on how we're going to line that up and how we're going to record that. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy, I've been doing a little bit of push-ups uh, trying to get ready for this in the past couple of weeks, so just trying to prep for that. And uh, oh yeah, if you haven't noticed my voice, I'm trying to get over a cold too, so right on. So uh, welcome back, Denise, and uh, hope everything is going good. And we were like wondering, uh, how is Embrace going on? I hear you got some uh, exciting news for us. We do. Hey, thanks for having us back out. Um yeah, there's been a lot of movement here recently, and uh, just some doors flung open. It's been it's been an incredible season, and at Embrace, we we often get front row seats to some really hard things and uh, you know crisis that's happening in our community and things like that. But in this season, it has just been a time of provision and 
obstacles falling away. And so I'm excited to share. I think I think you are the first ones that I'm actually getting to share all this with. Oh, right on. Breaking news uh, alert. I just realized that as I'm starting to say this, but um, that we have uh, finalized, uh, worked out all the paperwork with the state uh, to where we can now house the kids who were otherwise staying in the hotels, those foster children who, you know, they've, they've been removed from situations that are not safe and stable. And the hope is that one day they'll get to return home, but they're, they're in this limbo waiting for a foster family. And so a lot of those kids have been staying in hotels or makeshift shelters. And so we have made an offer on a property and our hope is that just here in the coming months, we'll be able to open our doors and welcome those kids in. And so um, that is very, it's, it's exciting that we're able to um, stand in the gap and be there for these kids. It's just a real tragedy that it's needed. So it's kind of um, bittersweet, but like I said, there's just been so many, so many things falling into place. Uh, so many people supporting and finding ways to get involved and saying, Hey, how can I lend a hand? Um, you know, what do y'all need as you, as you get ready for this? And so there's going to be, so much to do in the coming um, weeks and months and no shortage of need for people to roll up their sleeves and get involved. Right on. Well, that's awesome to hear that uh, y'all have got a place coming up. I yeah, see yeah. Uh, see some good things there. Yeah. Hey, one of the questions that I was wondering around this time of year is what does Christmas look like for uh, foster kids that have not been placed in the home yet? Yeah, um, we've had a little bit of a Christmas miracle in that uh, the kids that we've been serving, we've had some kids who've been... Um, I mentioned in the hotels for weeks now, uh, placement has been found for them. And so at this exact moment, unless, unless my phone rings here in the next little bit, uh, every child will be in, in our county anyways, in a, uh, in a home for Christmas. We still have a lot of kids and uh, that's in Collin County in Dallas and Denton County. We still have several kids who are in the hotels. And so, um, teams of volunteers are going to continue to deliver meals. Their Christmas is taken care of as far as you know, having some joy, having some gifts and some decorations and things like that. But truly, it feels like those, um, as good as those things are, that really can't offset the fact that these kids are um, without a home and a family over over Christmas. I think it's pretty cool that we get to put, put the majority of them in a, in a home for uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. right? That's nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just very grateful to those families. We've... Um, many of the families that we work with have reached out just here in the last couple of weeks. And there've been several, um, both kids who have come from hotels and then also kids who have been removed from unsafe situations and just really grateful for these families who in the hustle and bustle of, you know, the band concerts and the family outings and the, you know, shopping and wrapping and preparing for the holidays that they have just thrown their doors open and welcomed these kids in and, hustled to make sure they feel welcome and that there's a stocking on the mantle for them and all the things that go into that. Just, um, really, really grateful for those families. Yeah. Uh, what a great season for uh, some Christmas miracles. I love it. Alan, you got any questions for her? Uh, no, I was just going to make a comment. It kind of feels like Scott, you remember when you went to uh, the dream center and how, you know, there's rooms for, you know, people that, needed the room i mean this, this sounds very reminiscent of this um the way this is, has been uh, set up really you know from moving these these foster kids from you know a, a temporary situation into something a little bit more permanent that's you know nicer um, i'm sure there's going to be uh, other kids there that they can you know properly interact with 
um, and still allow them to be a kid, which I think is fantastic. I, I know a lot of these things, I, I assume that a lot of these things, you know, I, kids understand that they're not, they, they, they we need to give kids more credit than we do. Um, they see a lot more than we think they do mm-hmm. and they experience a lot more than we actually think they do. And I'm sure that a lot of times that we think, Oh, well, they're not going to remember this. And then no, no, they, they definitely do. So for them to still be able to be a kid around Christmas time, I think is huge for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I uh, enjoy being a kid during Christmas time and wonder how I can yeah. get back to there. <laughs> so Denise, what a kind of, uh, Oh, what was I going to say? Uh, what do we got coming up next month? I think that there is a uh, first steps uh, event, and yeah, what else have we got going on? Yep. So if anyone is interested in you know being a part of this solution of opening their home to care for kids, we we have uh, info meetings periodically. That's what that first steps meeting is that you mentioned, and so anyone is welcome to join in that and just. You're dipping your toe in the shallow end. You're just there to gather information. You're not signing anything up. We're not, we're not sending anybody home with kids, um, but just learn how you can give your family to a child. But we have a ton of volunteer opportunities. Things will be a little bit quiet in January, and then we're going to kick off. Um, you know, we'll be opening the doors on our home, and so there's going to be lawn, a lawn to be mowed, and furniture to be assembled, and rooms to be painted, and all those kinds of um, opportunities. And then we have our embrace family camp out and that's a great time to get kids out into nature and explore that's coming up um, at the end of March and early April and so we have folks who come out and grill hot dogs and hamburgers um, you know lead activities do crafts help kids tie-dye t-shirts do all those kind of things um, and so anyone who's wanting to and folks who do donation drives for you know s'mores kits and fun outdoor activity supplies. So anyone who wants to get on in on that can contact us. Um, there's just, there's going to be a lot, a lot happening in the new year. Right on. I'm looking forward to uh, what we can do uh, this next year and uh, helping some foster kids. Well, that's right. Uh, that's it. Uh, I just wanted to kind of get an update from uh, Embrace and see where we're at and uh, let the uh, strikers know that uh, we, we got some uh, push-ups and sit-ups to do. And it sounds like <laughs> Alan is excited about that. But um, I'm going to pray us out. It's a little unusual that uh, I do that. But, yeah, for this uh, little mini-sode, let's, uh, let's uh, take it to God. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you've made. Thank you for everything that you have given us. Just let us be a light that draws people to you, Lord, and to your greatness. Thank you for this season of you giving your child, your own one and only son, to us as a sacrifice for our sins. Heavenly Father, thank you for all the uh, doors you're opening up for Embrace. And uh, just let us uh, continue to open those doors and see what we can do to help you help them. In Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, Denise. Well, thanks I, so much, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. no, real quick. I got a question. So um, sure. I don't know why the education thing had been uh, puzzling to me. And I understand that some kids aren't ready for when they're going through some hard times. They're not really ready for school. But I met another Denise that is uh, interested in seeing how she can help with uh, continuing the education uh, for foster kids. And I don't know, is that a problem that have y'all looked at? That is that something that kind of I'm kind of spinning my wheels and not really much you can do? Or, yeah, what, what do you have? Yeah, I think the main contributor to that, that well, there's, there's two things really. And one is just continuity of care. The fact that we have kids who are moving frequently 
Um, that's part of why this step, why this um, pause in the placement process is going to be so important with the home that we're opening is because we can slow things down a little bit and be really careful and uh, let families meet kids before they're placed with them. And hopefully that will help that initial placement, that first home that a child goes to be more successful. Because if that first placement fails, it can start a trajectory. It can be almost like dominoes falling where that child becomes more and more traumatized and they move from home to home to you know a facility to all of these different situations. And you can imagine if you're starting your educational process over, over and over again, and you were at this middle school last week, and you're at this middle school this week, um, you know, your any modifications or accommodations, trying to get those met, where they are in the, you know, seventh grade isn't seventh grade isn't seventh grade. Every, every school, every district handles it a little bit differently. And so truly, if we can um, have families who open their homes and really stick with kids, and we can be more careful in the placement process, that will help um, kids educationally because our, our kids in foster care tend to be about two years behind educationally. I mean, they, there's huge gaps there. And you can imagine um, as we look to higher education, that, that that's not setting them up for success. Right. And kids who've spent time in foster care in Texas, one of the benefits we have right now available for those kids is that they have um, their tuition paid for at any state school in Texas up through a doctorate. So that's not housing, that's not books and fees, but that's a big piece that could be helpful to those kids. But if educationally they're not ready, you know, if, if they're reading below grade level, if they're not if they're not graduating, which many of our kids do not graduate high school or even receive a GED, they can't take advantage of that benefit. And so we really need, um, you know, their education to be consistent. We need tutors, we need retired teachers, we need folks who have time to sit down with kids and work with them. Um, you know, after school to help them kind of close those gaps. So anyone interested in those things, please reach out to us. You know, what I was thinking is uh, with this day and age of uh, Skype and all that, uh, what are we using now? Not Skype. I feel old. That's like beta, right? Zoom. Zoom, like Zoom calls and stuff. Is there, like I'm thinking like the, we have a whole bunch of families that do uh, in-home uh, schooling. And I was wondering if there was a way to uh, incorporate those people into having a zoom call class for kids that are kind of ready you know to continue that and then once they get placed in the home they continue they can continue and finish out that year of zoom school what have you and then um you know be placed if if they're placed in the right place and then they can go to this the regular school the next year i don't know i'm just trying to figure things out there mm -hmm. they're just brainstorming yeah. but that, that's just a i can't imagine how hard it would be for a kid who already is in the foster system, and then when they get placed uh, in a home, they're like two years behind. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. you know, kids aren't nice, and I can only imagine bullying taking the place of that as well. So I don't know. I don't know why that's been on my heart, but I've been looking for people. And uh, like I said, there was another Denise. I, I've got the information. I'll forward it to you. Maybe there's something that can come up in the future. But Yeah, I would appreciate that. And there are so many opportunities. I mean, with that's been, if anything good has come out of COVID, it's that we're all so much more tech savvy than we were before. And it seems like everyone has an app or the capability to Zoom or do something virtually. And so, um, you know, even if you're far away, you could still meet with a child or even if you couldn't travel across town to meet with them in person, um, you can still be involved in their lives and, excuse me, and give back. I'm looking forward to see what we can do. All right, yeah. Denise, hey, I appreciate your time today and um, thank you very much.